When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Caffer on the axe. Hey. We have the coolest intro in all of podcasting because we have a live guy doing it. That's how cool we are. Yeah, who else <laughs> has that? Everybody else, licensed music, whatever, some something that somebody made on their Yamaha keyboard, but we have a live <laughs> dude every week playing live. He can do it every once. He can switch it up. He can play a banjo. We got it live, man. See? We don't know what that is. But it's but we're enjoying it because it's live. It's real. That's right, right. We're live today. We've been doing a lot of pre-recorded shows, so anything yeah. could happen today. We don't know what's going on. Who knows? Dustin's vinyl. It's a we wild, might get into wacky, an argument. We, you know, I don't. I don't call them arguments. I call them just like you know, family stuff. You know, yeah, I think yeah. it, when you spend a long enough time around people, it's like you just you morph into this family relationship. But it's like you know what I mean. You just yeah. you love, like you know what I mean. Like I, like sometimes you guys bug me, but I'd still help you get out of jail. You know what I mean. Like I'm still. <laughs> <laughs> if I called you up, you, you'd come bail me out. Yeah, I'm a moody bitch, but I got you back. I'm the guy. I help you bury a body. You know what I mean? Like I'm still that guy. <laughs> I might be like, don't interrupt me, but you know, I'll still show up when you need a dude you know what i mean yeah <laughs> so, yeah yeah that's all that matters in the end you know what i mean cranky me too i might i yeah, might get in the face you, of, a, of a of a guy who's a, a you'd help bury a body bo- i think you boxer. panic a lot but i think eventually <laughs> i could talk you into it but like, dude, we gotta bury this body i don't know i don't know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i'd probably freak out about burying a body yeah yeah, but, okay. but as you should. Was, That's not something that is normal. But, but you know, I, I, I'd, I'd think about it. You think it depends about it. on the body and if they deserved what they got. Yeah. All right. This this show's gonna get us like on a list and be like, <laughs> these two are killing people. Well, the one guy is, and the other guy's getting talked into it. <laughs> I can be persuaded. Good. Anyway. <laughs> Woo. All right. Uh, cool. Do you have a good weekend? Rock and roll. Yeah, 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 it was pretty good. I started playing in a band. Oh wow! Playing okay. drums in a band. Yeah, like a in-person band. Yeah, yeah, in oh, per- nice. like a, a punk rock band. I bet that feels good to just be next to other people playing music. Yeah, well, we rehearsed uh, last week, and I, I wore my mask for the whole for the whole thing. Oh, that's not very punk rock. <laughs> no, I'm still getting, I'm still adjusting to the idea because you know you go to these rehearsal spaces where other yep. bands just came out. You know, gotcha. So you got all these strangers that are just breathing heavy for two hours or yeah. whatever. 
but you've had COVID like five times already. I right? keep getting it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get it anymore. <laughs> I'm done with you. COVID. Um, <laughs> is that the name of your punk band? COVID? That'd be actually Co- pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's dead we COVID. Are COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody gets us. It's weird. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. Well, good luck. Do you have a name for the band? Are you guys still searching for it? Uh, the band's yeah. called Die Laughing. Oh, yeah? All yeah. right. That's pretty cool. That's actually my T-shirt logo. It oh, says, yeah. It says Die Laughing. Hmm. I saw. Yeah, I saw you put out something uh, recently. See how it goes, I, See how it goes guys? T- See how we are? Uh, <laughs> I inspire punk bands, everybody. <laughs> well, I didn't name the band. That, that was a... The, oh, it was already was, Die Laughing. Was, is it... A, is it, uh, is it comedy as well or no no i'm just playing drums it's just a regular <clears throat> i don't write the songs you know i just but i mean die just, laughing it's got to be a little humorous right or i don't no. think so i'm not sure why this guy picked the the name there, okay. there's some stuff on uh it, it just came out uh i don't play on the recording but uh this thing came out on friday okay so there's like a so you like the hired seven, gun seven you're songs. like you're gonna do the live shows and stuff doing the live shows and i think you know if we record some more stuff i'll probably be on it does it feel good to be on the drums again or no that was your first love yeah I feel, it's weird because it's been a couple of years since i have played drums with other people and, and how to feel it's good you know i still got it every nice. couple of years nice. i wonder if i still because i started playing when i was in high school played in like these kind of hardcore punk bands when i was like 18 and i had a lot of energy then and now i'm like damn can i still play like that and I think, uh, you know, I think I, you I should can. go for it as your side gig, just professional drummer. I love it. Yeah. Because you got the build for it. You know what I mean? You got the, I'm getting back in shape for it specifically. Yeah. So that's you helping me. You got the me. Tommy Lee body. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen you with no clothes on. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a huge piece, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be in one of those cages like yeah. Tommy Lee. It play, his piece plays around. too, just like he's like, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey. I do a drum solo with it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> there it is. That was this piece right there. Uh, very cool. How was I was, your week? Uh, that was good. I was in Arizona. I was uh, at the House of Comedy out there with TJ Miller, and we had a good nice. good time. It was hot, man. It was like 114 degrees at one Damn. point. And it's like, it's just a whole nother level. We were people, you know, people uh, bake brownies in their car, you know, during the summer and stuff. They put yeah. like brownie mix in a tray and then they come back and, out in their car and there's like fresh brownies. Cooks. Yeah. Do they really? That's <laughs> they good. Do. That's so they do. Weird. They put it on, they put Toll House cookies on the dashboard. Wow. And then the sun cooks them. And then when they get in the car to go home from work, they have fresh cookies. That's, <laughs> that's a thing. pretty cool idea. I never, I never yeah, thought about doing anything because I've had like cups melt inside the car, like plastic yeah. cups, but I've never thought like, why don't I put some, some treats yeah. in there. Just use it as an oven. Yeah. <laughs> put, uh, you know, put, put like, I tried like a turkey, but that didn't work. It didn't get all the way down. <laughs> you, need, you need a little more time. <laughs> yeah. Just a whole turkey on the dashboard. It was a little raw in the middle. I think I have salmonella, but it was a fun, fun experiment. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was good. Um, so yeah, so I uh, went to, uh, shows are great. And then I went to a record store out there and our, uh, our lovely co-host, uh, Adam, uh, told us that it was record store day, which is always yeah. fun. And so I got a record store album. Nice. And uh, Dream Queen, uh, the Bobby Hamilton Quintet Unlimited. And uh, I've, I was a little familiar with uh, Bobby Hamilton, but this is what sold me. This is, you know, they have the thing on the, 
the little sticker thing that tells you about the album. And this is, I thought this was the greatest thing ever. It says spiritual jazz meets spiritual yearning pianist and songwriter, Bobby Hamilton's magnum opus, his secret, his raw love letter to the music that didn't seem to love him back. Uh, Bernie Grubman, uh, uh, let's see, Bobby's last song, Master Tape. This is the best part on the end. It says, extensive linear notes tell Bobby's story of battling for deep jazz in the Pyrenaic, can't talk, uh, (laughs) polyester and cocaine 1970s. We hope music fans are ready to dream again. (laughs) Texas Education trying to read out loud. But this is uh, (laughs) is a great album. It's very, like, I don't like a lot of... um, xylophone stuff or like oh, keyboard yeah. like you know mm-hmm. like keyboard stuff but but this somehow pulls it off because i think it was just like it's kind of when the cusp of jazz was kind of taking another direction so a lot of people yeah. were doing kind of that fusion weird stuff and this kind of it's traditional stuff but it's also kind of has some groovy you know psychedelic sounds that are good but anyway it's oh, a really nice. great album from Todd. what's the name of the band again it's uh it's the bobby hamilton uh bobby Quintet hamilton. And okay. unlimited and i want to check is, it out uh, dream queen very, very cool album and so, and being that it's, you know, it's June, which we, uh, we discussed last week, uh, it's uh, African-American Music Month, which uh, Jimmy Carter uh, made that a thing. And then, uh, you know, President Obama also was endorsing it as well. And so, you know, there's no music without African-American music. I mean, as far as rock and roll and everything else, if, if without, without black people, we would just be just dudes on banjos and playing saws. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> square dancing, ban- square banjo dancing music, <laughs> banjo music, and classical music, and that's yeah. all you get. Yeah, 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 it would just be you know, it would just be boring music. And this is from my personal collection as well. And this is uh, the Duke Ellington, uh, John Coltrane. Uh, this this is one of the the greatest jazz albums ever. This is a, such a great album. We have uh, John Coltrane on sax. We have Duke Ellington. On piano, we have God, Jim damn. Garrison on bass, Aaron Bell on bass, and Elvin Jones on drums, and Sam Woodward on drums. And this is a perfect jazz album. Uh, this is uh, so good. I play this probably every, you know, every other day. This is like one of those soothing, kind of beautiful, kind of get you in the good headspace jazz. Yeah. You know, that's got- what we do. I yeah, got what my, do you got? What do you got? I, I got, got the. Yeah, I almost pulled that one, but I knew you had it, so I figured. Yeah, you'd pull yeah. It. yeah. This is the go-to. Everybody's got this. This is like the Fleetwood yeah. Mac rumors of uh, of uh, jazz albums, but I, I listen to it all the time, so I wanted to get it on vinyl. Tell us the name uh, of that, that album. Kind of blue. Kind of blue. Miles yes. Davis. It's a one very of my good. favorite jazz albums. And yes. I got this. What else uh, you got? A, a little while back. Yeah. Um, this is not jazz, but it's kind of like a throwback to sort of 70s kind of soul, but okay. with a modern twist. It's uh, Her name's Lady Ray. Lady Ray, I like the it. The album's called Peace of Me. It's really good. Uh, I heard it in a coffee shop. Nice. And I shazammed it. Uh, and, uh, and then we got, the, uh, we got the record. That's actually my, that's Amber's. Uh, that record. is, you know, a lot of people, it's like, you know, I used to fight the Shazam thing. I said, like, that's so corny. And then now I use it all the time. It's great. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like sometimes on the radio, I'll unplug, I'll be on GPS and then I'll unplug my phone and then let's try to yeah. get it off the radio and stuff. But yeah, it's a good way to find, you know, music that you maybe kind of heard of, but you don't know who it is. And like, yeah, I get a lot of stuff out there. It's I think so I, great. I, I got a band this week, uh, Dorothy, which uh, yeah. I didn't realize how great Dorothy was. I, like, I, I don't didn't know. know that. Yeah, I'm it's not familiar you know, with Dorothy. Yeah, well, but could... it's 
it's great because you Shazam it, and then it saves it for later, and you yeah. can open it up in uh, Apple Music or Spotify or whatever you use, and yeah. then you know you don't have to remember. What, yeah, what, no. What as you much heard. as I'm a traditionalist, it's like there are some very cool tech ways to find new stuff, yeah. and as, besides just digging and being, look at this cover. I'll just try it. You know, I do that a lot. Yeah. I'll just find a cover and be like, that's a cool cover. I was kind of like with this Dream Queen. I was like, that's a cool cover, and then I got yeah. It. And then All right, let me bring him to the other riffraff here on Dustin's Vinyl. Everybody, our other co-hosts, gentlemen, Mr. Adam Holtz and Jeffrey Paul, everybody. Oh, shit. Here we are. What's up, fellas? How is everybody? Everybody's excellent. We are yeah, just rocking the free world, Jeff. How are you doing? How was your week? It was good, man. We just had a Father's Day on uh, Sunday, so that was nice. Oh, and shit. Right. I forgot, I forgot about that. My, happy Father's Day. Thank you. And my yeah, son turned Father's 21 uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. And wow. right now, going on upstairs, I have a he's having a party going on. Wow. He's probably yeah. on Twitch, because that's our audience <laughs> page. Is he watching <laughs> us right now? Happy yeah, 21st. They're all hanging out just watching us. Talking about yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be the lamest, most awesome thing ever. Right. <laughs> just, just Anthony, listen. are you wearing a Spuds McKenzie shirt? I'm wearing a Spuds oh. McKenzie t-shirt. I'm glad that you noticed. <laughs> I was about to say something. I'm glad you said something. That's a, that is a class. That was the greatest commercial ever. I love those. Yeah, I was a little kid, but I remember that. Like, we're all young. little kids. Nobody was old when Spud McKenzie came <laughs> out. Jeez, <laughs> Louise. What was Lord. Spud McKenzie? <laughs> I did why was it a great commercial? I don't remember it. I mean, Jeff was he in was grad the, school, but anyway. He's the original I, party I, I, I just <laughs> married for the third time. <laughs> he was like the Taco Bell dog, but for Bud Light. What did he do? Like I, like I feel he like partied. a great commercial. I think he surfed at one point. I right. don't know. He did a, like he wore he, sunglasses. That was he, the main thing. He was a pimp, man. He was like he always he had chicks sunglasses. around. Him. Yeah, he's just hanging out at I parties. Don't remember, but I don't remember what he did. He was a mascot. He didn't do. I mean, he did stuff in the commercial. He's a dog. Well, I mean, he's a little limited, you know. But they uh, didn't do CGI kind of stuff to make like, it. I like you know, right? Frogs. Yeah, I thought that was. Yeah. I thought that was a good commercial. He wasn't doing yeah, accounting yeah. or anything. He was just kind of sitting there, and they would feed him, and then and then have a couple of takes. He'd be like, "Hey, it's a funny, goofy dog, and everybody's gonna impressed. buy our beer." Jeff is like, yeah, but what did he do? Look his balls on the game. We got a a mascot. And then there was uh, there was a trend after that. It was Alex from Strohs. That was a big. I don't remember that. It was the dog that could go to the. The Alex from Strohs. That was also that was the follow up kind of to uh, Spuds McKenzie because he could. You know, you remember Adam? He could he could go to the refrigerator. And he could get the he could get <laughs> the beer. He, he got the beer. He actually did it. It was like one of those trained dogs that could open the door and like. Oh, what Strohs? It's a beer. I've never even heard. Oh, of it. I never heard yeah. of Strohs. Well, yeah. I guess your families weren't alcoholics like mine. I know all the beers. I know every beer that ever existed. <laughs> it was like low and brown. I don't know. It was like an eighties beer. I don't know. It was like a thing. Do you remember that Grosh? Grosh? No. Grosh. Grosh. Yeah, yeah, Grosh yeah. Like I know. I know what that is. Yeah. Schaefer is big in New Jersey. Beer, beer. Yeah, I like Killian's Red. That was my that was my yep. go to. I liked uh, Miller High Life. Of course you did. That was a, <laughs> I mean, I didn't really like it, but when I was at a bar and I had to pay for my own beers, that was the go-to beer. That's a cheap beer. Natty Light. A little Natty yeah. Light. Oh, oh, Natty. That's Natty the white Light. trash beer. Bad decision. Or, uh, no, Bush. Bush is the white, white oh, trash yeah. beer. And Rolling too. Rock is terrible. That's no, another cheap no. beer. It's like the poor man's Heineken, but it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. It's a domestic Heineken. I like a red beer. I like a red beer. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Very cool. A lot of beer. A lot of beer talk today. I like it. Yep. <laughs> so how you doing, Adam? What are you up to? I hear you're in LA. What are you guys doing out here? Yeah. So I'm over at uh in Anaheim right now at uh VidCon. We Ooh. uh I basically been working past uh 24 hours building out this big TikTok logo over at um the uh convention center. So wow. we got our uh we got our LED panels in it. It's been a, a challenging uh project, but got it finished this morning and uh that's great. You know, hopefully, it's uh, pretty well received. So you're going to be the reason this thing never goes away, uh, TikTok. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you keep feeding the beast. I, <laughs> I, I just I just downloaded the app yesterday, and um, uh, what what's interesting is uh, they were talking about how TikTok uh, says their main competitor is Netflix. They don't really consider themselves a uh, social media platform. Interesting. That's interesting. Not well, even YouTube, just Netflix. Yeah. Huh. yeah, I mean, that makes a little bit of sense because I mean, it's but this is what I don't like about TikTok. It's like it's it, the, the videos I love. I think it's funny videos, the dog stuff. I'm, I'm a big I'm a sucker for animal love videos, the, love except, the people, except people that prank their animals. Like, stop doing that. That drives no. me crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, when no they put like a, you know, poor cats. OK, obviously, cats don't like cucumbers. So how about not putting cucumbers behind right. cats and freaking <laughs> them out? You know, <laughs> <laughs> Stop putting on like masks and scaring your dog. You know, it's like, stop. That drives me crazy. Yeah, I don't like like but it. here's what it, it it is though. Now it's like it's basically it's uh, lip syncing to like voiceovers, and it's always the same yeah. for same for audio. You know, audio. Yeah. Clips well, what are the go to songs? It's not well, songs. it changes. It's yeah. the the way to go viral on TikTok is to use the trending audio. So yeah. there'll be a song that's oh, like okay. there'll be like five songs that everybody's using for a few weeks. Gotcha. There'll be like a joke that everybody's lip syncing to. Yeah, that's how that's how you go audio. viral. Yeah, it's weird. Or like like a movie, some a scene from a movie, you yeah. know, it'll be like a Godfather uh, audio and then somebody will be like, you know, acting like their Godfather with their, you know, their iguana or something. It's just, yeah, yeah it's yeah. ridiculous. Wouldn't that competition be something like Reels? I would I would have thought Reels and then YouTube because well, you also can learn how to do a bunch of stuff on TikTok and yeah. people used to use YouTube to learn how to do but stuff. But you can put TikTok on Reels. So I know it's yeah. not affiliated, but it's, it all is kind of encompassed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can kind of work it. My my TikTok, I'm actually uh, like restricted right now for violating <laughs> their terms because you know, I keep... A, a nip oh, your turn. Oh, no. the fuck you, Simon? <laughs> no, well, not even that. Just whenever I upload my own videos... There, it's coming from streaming services. Like it's it's on streaming services, so it shows up as like a copyright strike. Even uh, though it's I have the copy, they, they're just like somebody owns this, uh, and so they so now I'm blocked from oh, doing anything. Oh, I thought it was like a Simon Cowell thing where they were just like, <laughs> but they wouldn't let me post that. Yeah, they kept muting it. Yeah. So that was, or that it was, was like TikTok was. is like, nope. I was like, that's just that's a rough that's a rough month. <laughs> I thought maybe he was wearing. I thought maybe he's wearing those shorts and a bull out of something. Right. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Oh, what, really what? likes those shorts. <laughs> I had that song, "Let's All Worship Satan," and that got mm. blocked for really? hate speech. 
which I thought was weird. They were like, this is hate speech. And I was like, I don't understand how this is hate speech, but okay. Yeah, I guess I think that happens all the time, though. Uh, apparently, and the uh, thing is, is that happened on Twitch when, when I did my special, apparently. Um, I guess I guess my uh, special was uh, too too edgy for them. I guess because wow. I think they hey, aired hey, it after, and then I guess oh, there were some problems. Muted or something or blocked. Yeah, I just copyright. Copyrighted my own jokes. That's my favorite. <laughs> right. It's like, <laughs> are you calling me a hack? They're like, yeah, that one joke's a little borderline. It sounds a little gaff again. You know, it's fine. I wrote it first. <laughs> He's just famous. <laughs> I used to steal jokes. I still do, but I used to too. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, this is fun. Um, I uh, we all chose albums uh, with African American artists in mind for the month of June, being African American Music Month. So uh, let's break it open uh, with uh, Adam Holtz. What do you got for us, buddy? All right. Well, I, I went with a uh, a very new album, an album that just came out Friday. It's an artist that we uh, we we covered one of his albums. We actually covered his debut album a number of months ago. Uh, this is one of my most anticipated albums of this year. This is a uh, Barty's Strange Farm to Table, his sophomore album. And um, uh, I first started listening to Barty Strange. Uh, I think it was I think it was 2020 when his his uh, debut album came out. Um, it, it was on a lot of year end lists. Um, it it became an album that I had in heavy rotation for a while. And um, so this this album um, is his uh, well, Farm to Table is basically uh talking about his roots from coming from Oklahoma and to getting a seat at the table and becoming this uh this acclaimed indie artist uh i think he signed to uh i think it's 4AD uh, a, a a label that had a lot of his favorite artists on it um and it's uh it's an album of uh artistic ambition uh there's a lot of um his his album right before this uh live forever was um very much a um kind of defied a lot of genres it um and he continues that with this with farm to table i mean this is really it feels like a perfect continuation from his first album um but uh but it's a uh you know it's a, it's it's a fascinating album he's a uh um you know a black indie artist um and he um he talks a lot about how he um you know, he he didn't he. It was tough for him to find a lot of uh, bands that uh, you know, maybe bands like TV on the radio or Block Party kind of inspired him to get into music. Um, and uh, this album is, I, I mean, it's it's an emotional album. It's it's an album that um, it, you know, it's got well, actually one of my favorite songs so far this year, Cosigns, an album which he uh, he jumps kind of between. Uh, hip hop and um uh kind of into like a it's, it's kind of tough to describe but into a uh uh maybe like more of like an arena rock heavy sound towards the end but in that album he name checks his his growing fame where he he talks about hanging out with Phoebe Bridgers and Lucy Dawkins and Courtney Barnett and uh and uh Justin Ber uh Justin Vernon and actually there's a bunch there's a couple songs like Black Gold which have a uh similar sound to Bon Iver um and there's also some songs that sound like um, the national who's one of his favorite bands. Uh, plus there's some political songs. There's a uh, uh, hold the line, which is about um, well, more like uh, so social songs, hold the line, which is about uh, George Floyd from the perspective of uh, his daughter. 
Um, but uh, yeah, this is a great album. It's one to definitely check out. It's uh, Live Forever. When I first heard it, it was an album that immediately um, I, I was I was kind of enthralled with. And this one has taken me a few listens to, but I think it's a worthy follow up and I'm really uh, starting to enjoy it. Yeah, I thought this was a great album. Obviously, you know, I'm introduced to, you know, this artist through you, you know, that first album yeah. that we covered. Um, must have been a while ago because I, I was trying to remember when we actually covered it. But, it was before uh, me. Yeah, it was before yeah. you. Everything yeah. was before you, Anthony. We covered <laughs> so much before you. <laughs> but uh, it's great. I was, uh, I felt like this is, you know, a guy that can do anything. It yeah. was like, like you said, you know, it was a lot of different genres and things happening in the music. I thought it was great. I enjoyed kind of the full listen. Um, you know, it was somebody, you know, I wasn't familiar with that much, but I enjoyed the listen. It wasn't, I didn't skip songs. I kind of let everything go through. And uh, yeah, I thought it was, uh, it was, it was good. It was fresh. You know, it was definitely something I haven't heard before. And uh, yeah, I definitely want to seek this guy out. I would like to buy this on vinyl. Like, I feel like yeah. it's just a cool, you know, interesting album. You know, it's like a, it's a little bit for everybody, which is, you know, my, my favorite when you can kind of like do all kinds of genres. But I thought it was great. I thought it was, you know, very good. Listen, Anthony, how'd you feel about it? Um, I, I thought it was fine. Uh, nothing. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't dislike it. I think it's, uh, you know, it's like a, I could see putting this on the background and just kind of hanging out. But I, my mistake I think was I put it on after immediately after, uh, Jeff's pick and it, mm. it's, it was hard to, it's hard to follow. We'll, we'll get, we'll get it to his at some point, but I think that was the main problem is I, I put yeah. it on. Minutes I, after. Interesting, because I like this one better than the one Jeff picked. So oh, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, interesting. We'll, we'll get into that. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's, it's I just love it when it's just something I hadn't heard before. Whereas with Jeff's pick, you know, I've heard a lot of those songs, you know, yeah, my whole yeah. life. So it's nice. I don't know. Just something responds to me when I'm not that familiar with the music. But I think this guy's a great artist. It's like, yeah. how much, what does he play? He plays guitar, right, Adam? Yeah. And is that, is he just main guitarist? Does he play other instruments? Is it a full, like, has a band or is it like a a full band that's like regular or is it just he works with a bunch of different artists or oh, like session guys or yeah i think um i i know that he um he played in a lot of punk bands before this he he also oh. is a uh, trained opera singer yeah wow. i heard the punk, punk i heard the opera. opera i heard all that stuff yeah huh. it was really cool so is that his name or is that the band's name uh, the, the name. band's name his name's uh Bartiz cox that's i would just call the band i would just be like i'm bartiz cox everybody you ready to rock the cock is ready to rock are you ready <laughs> rock out with your cock out there you go how about you jeff how'd you feel about this album um I'm, i gotta be somewhere in between you and anthony um i, I the, the first song i really liked a lot yeah. i liked, liked uh heavy heart uh, I think I like, you know, he has a very, he has a very good, strong, soothing voice, which I like. I like Mulholland Drive. I like uh, Wretched. And then what you said was your favorite song. That's where Pro I Science, think, the, yep. yeah, that's where I think the, the album for me started going down. And then I thought, you know, then, I, you know, it was like, I don't know, man, maybe about four or five songs where it just didn't do anything for me until it got near the end. Uh, there was like that really short interlude and then it was followed yep. up by escape the circus and that, I, that I kind of liked. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, you, you, you definitely hear the talent there um, with the song. You know, I think when it comes to album, I, I don't know, everyone has something different that they're looking for. I like to look for like a hit. If I was an A&R guy, you know, I, would, I think I would have a hard time trying to figure out what the single, what the radio play would be on this. Um, I kind of feel that he hasn't reached his peak as a songwriter yet. I think you know, there's an, another level that he goes to, but you can definitely see the talent. You can hear it in his voices are very, very, again, very quality, soothing voice. And, you know, I, I, I'm just, I just don't know what the material is going to be. That's going to make, that's going to make him break out. Otherwise you wind up being like, you know, the middle guy, and, you know, you play during the day, during festivals, you know, like what propels, what propels an artist like this to go to the next level. And it has to be, I think in like the, you know, the hit this, the, the you know, the big song, you know, yeah. and I haven't heard it from him yet. Well, I also think there's something great about being an indie artist. You know, there's so many artists that I like that, you know, not everybody else likes. I mean, ha- I mean, pretty much 90% of what Anthony listens to, you know, <laughs> it's like stuff that's not, you know, and there's something great about that. It's great because it feels like it's more your artist than when you hear it on the loop, you know. And uh, and I don't think anybody's like, you know, what they used to be just because of the way radio is different than it is now and the way that the, you know, music services are. So I don't think anybody's going to be, there's only, what is it, Harry Styles? There's probably, there's probably like six guys that are at that status. I think everybody else is kind of like this, where it's just like, you know, they have a core base and, you know, the guys, you know, I think he's successful. Just so what does that mean for the future of music then? Like, you know, like, like a guy like, like, okay, Bottle Strange comes to town. What kind of venue is he playing? I mean, uh, probably the, uh, uh, ba- uh, ba- ba- yeah, Bowery. Bowery. Um, yeah, I right. actually saw him, I, I saw him live at, um, oh, what was it? Uh, Governor's Ball. And, but he was, you know, like you said before, he was a, uh, early festival opener. I think he went on at noon. Yeah. So he, but wow. but he, um, but he has been touring with a lot of big names great. too. And yeah, you gotta, man, put, I don't think, you gotta put some good bands in the daytime. Yeah, you know, people are there. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the venue or the time slot defines the band. You know what I mean? I mean, it's you just know, like put you well on the pecking order. You know, like tomorrow night. I'm, uh, tomorrow night, um, Friday night. I'm going to the, the stadium tour, and Joan mm-hmm. Jett is playing at four thirty. And who else and is on the, the tour? Who else is on the tour? Well, after her, it's going to be uh, Poison, followed okay. by Flip Flopping of Motley and uh, Def Leppard. I mean, unfortunately, Poison has a bigger fan base, you know. So right. So, so what makes what makes Bottles uh, Strange get a bigger fan base? Well, I think it's uh, I think it's through his. Uh, I mean, he's been touring a lot as an opener for. Phoebe Bridgers and Courtney Barnett and Lucy Dawkins. And I think through that, you know, I mean, all those artists have become huge. So I think through that, he's, he's been discovered a lot more. I know, um, uh, heavy hearts getting a lot of airplay now and cosigns also. So, uh, and, and plus there's a lot of, I mean, there's, uh, Rolling heavy Stone. Could and, be the single. Yeah. Yeah. I think single, so. That I, could be it. I, I would say that I would say that, uh, heavy hearts, probably the main single on this album, uh, wretched's getting a lot of play also, but, um, uh, but I mean, there's just with the release of this album, there were so many interviews I saw with him on uh, Rolling Stone, on NPR, on The Ringer, did a huge article on him about um, how he's probably the next big indie rock um, star. But um, I think I think he's getting a lot of recognition, getting a lot of play now. Yeah, it's only two albums, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's like as a guy that has two albums and is basically a nooner spot opener guy, I can relate to right. this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't want you to shit on the opener guy and then the noon slot guy. That's, yeah, I, I want to be the nooner opener guy right now. <laughs> I would be psyched to be the nooner guy. <laughs> so, yeah, but but I don't know. There is something, I don't know. It's just something kind of great. Like I said, you know, it's like like I have bands like Love, Love, like Love and Rockets or something like that. That's my band. They never got to like a huge level. There's you know certain bands that just you know they just kind of stay yours you know and i think there's something kind of great about that and those and those guys are making money it's not like I mean, they're millionaires i bet this guy this guy's a millionaire he's making money it's like it's you know it's just it's not you know in your face every day you know what i mean they're not playing it at right age so you just don't think that he's <laughs> right. you know at this level yeah. of household name but you know I, I don't know i think that's what's punk rock about it i don't know i think it's kind of cool i don't know i think uh Fame is, you know, depends. Like I said, Harry Styles and Justin Bieber, you know, those are like in sync was at the Hollywood Bowl, you know, it's like or Backstreet Boys or something was like, and people went crazy. It's like, you know, just because somebody's filling up a, a bowl doesn't make them great, you know. So I mean that's I mean, it uh, does. It does. It does. Backstreet Boys. <laughs> no, Backstreet Boys. Great. Are they great? They're great? Yeah, great. I like no, them. They're not great at all. They're good. They're, oh, they're good at what they do they're as a boy great band. At what they do. Yeah, does it make them great? I mean, I mean, great, great music. Come on, man. That's let's come on. You could do better than no, that. I'll give you Pat Benatar before Backstreet Boys. <laughs> no, they're right. fine. <laughs> they don't write the music. You no, know, they, they got good voices. They had good dance moves in their yeah. day. That's what yeah. they were. They They're kind of like, like what the monkeys were, you know, just the yeah. you know, there they mm -hmm. was songwriters. I mean, the monkeys originally didn't even sing their own songs. Yeah. You know, they had to fight for that. But that's I the think thing. they sang them. They couldn't play the instruments. Yeah. They always sang. Yeah. That's the thing. It's the monkeys and then it's the Beatles. Who do you who do you prefer? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So oh, clear, it's the monkeys, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like the monkeys. I of course you do. Good. You have a Spuds McKenzie shirt on. Of course you're gonna love <laughs> the monkeys. Anything kitsch, you're gonna love. Pink shorts. We got you. We know what's up um very cool yeah i mean you know like i said it's kind of it's interesting um i was having a conversation with someone too about sophomore albums and we were trying to think of like you know what was one of the best sophomore albums and i i think i came up with never mind i felt like that, that was, I was, yeah. gonna say, that, was yes. that was probably one of the greatest top five you know oh, yeah. number two albums of all time and uh, i went and i listened to all you know as i was drive drove from uh la to phoenix i listened to all the uh, nirvana albums and uh you know, it was it was great. You know, I actually enjoyed Bleach. I thought that was, you know, a lot of people mm -hmm. shit on it because it's kind of distorted and stuff. But I think it's, yeah. you know, that's a great album as well. All three of those albums are fantastic. But I yep. can, you know, but Teen Spirit is the one. And does that make it the best one? It makes it the most popular. I think they were tighter yeah. than from the first album. And they were definitely more Way radio tighter. friendly. Yeah. Not My favorite of. is In Utero, but I yeah. mean, Agreed. but yep. never album. mind is a great. And uh, you know, um, to to keep with the Nirvana connection, the color and the shape by the Foo Fighters, yeah, one probably their biggest. I mean, has some of their biggest songs of the entire career. You know, and that's the long, second album. Hero, second album, yeah. Yeah. How about how about Pinkerton? Uh, Weezer, Pinkerton. We, we I love it. A great. One of my favorite yeah. of all time. It is a great album, but I still get mad at uh, what's the lead singer's name? The guy that Rivers. wrote. Rivers yeah, I still get mad at him because he shit on. He apologized for the album. He was and then, humiliated, and then it became it this, this great cult classic <laughs> to all Weezer fans. And he's like, and now he now he plays the whole thing and then full and yep. they make a whole thing. I'm like, shut up, dude. It, you know what the problem was? I think with Pinkerton, they they didn't want to. Rivers didn't want to make funny music videos 
for that for any of the songs. Hmm. And so none of those videos that they made got any airplay on MTV. Well, the Good Life and that did pretty hurt good. I yeah. know, I don't remember seeing it on MTV ever. I've seen the video since since then, but that yeah. wasn't getting heavy play mm-hmm. at the time. Not like Buddy Holly. No, Buddy Holly was there. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. that was a breaking yeah. um, video, man. With that Spike Jones directed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think we have any of that now. I don't think. I mean, I don't think kids watch video. They watch TikTok. You know, TikTok I don't think they, they they watch videos like they, right. I mean, they used to be the greatest thing ever. You know, just when a new video would come out, it'd be yeah. such a it'd be such a thing. I remember when Thriller was coming out. It was like, it was like three weeks out. Yeah. It was like I everybody was just like planning for it and it was like yeah. an event. Yeah. And like yeah. it, you, it yeah. came on at a certain time. You're like, okay, yeah. I got to get home, you know. World premieres. The, the world yeah. premiere videos coming out, MTV, eight o'clock, you know, Van Halen or whoever it was. And it was just like such a thing. Now there's none of that really. Do you remember when Michael Jackson released Bed um, and they did a primetime special on CBS for that to debut that video? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. that's how big it was. Yeah, I mean that's you know that stuff you know that doesn't exist anymore really. I mean I, I mean MTV doesn't even play videos really. They just no. play you know that's just people getting hit in the balls with a with yes. a tee ball up <laughs> bad or something. You know it's like it's just it's like it's ridiculous, man. Some reality. You don't think twenty one hours in a of house. ridiculousness is good? <laughs> I mean you know it's I'm not gonna say I don't laugh if I watch it once in a while, but it's I would prefer you know 120 minutes or something. That's for sure. Oh, definitely, that was yep. great. That show. Sure. Remember that head. Headbangers Ball. Loved they had some it. good stuff, man. Loved it. it. Matt Pinfield, he was the guy. If Matt Pinfield liked it, I I was into it. Yeah, great. he was great. Was that the ball dude? Yeah. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, he was very cool. All right, cool. So let's uh, switch it around a little bit. Let's go Anthony, and then we'll go uh, Jeff and me. All right, Anthony, what what did you pick for us here? I picked uh, so I picked uh, <laughs> an album by Death. The band's called Death, and the album is called For the Whole World to See. And um, this is an album that I, I didn't really listen to. I've heard about it for like 10 years. And I, I only recently uh, listened to it. Um, but this is a uh, an album that was recorded in 1975. Wow. That never came out. And the band broke up, you know, a couple of years later. And the, the recordings were rediscovered around 2009. And uh, a lot of people... Uh, say that this was potentially the first punk rock album recorded. Um, this uh, uh, they, they were from Detroit, I think. And there's a documentary that was made about them, uh, a band called Death is the name of the documentary. Um, and I just think it's such a cool story. They recorded the possibly the first punk rock album and nobody cared for some reason. And then uh, it gets rediscovered decades later. And then they reformed and they, they they put out some some other stuff since then, but uh, but I thought it was cool. I thought it was uh, it was um, it it's a good it's a good listen. It's kind of garage rock, but mm-hmm. leaning towards punk, uh, I think. And I think they're all brothers too, which is uh, which is kind of cool. 
Yeah, no, it, it was, uh, I guess, and a lot of punk in 76, right? I think a lot of big punk albums came out in 76, yeah. so they were definitely inspired. I mean, I is nothing, I mean, I, you know, this all uh, can come off in some sort of weird racial way, but I, there's nothing I love better than, you know, black dudes playing instruments, playing guitar, mm-hmm. and, you know, just that kind of stuff. Is the whole band uh, black dudes? or? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that they, I think all three of the, well, one of them is dead now when they reformed, yeah. but uh, this album, the it's uh three brothers that uh they're all black yeah which is great and uh that's why we're doing the june <laughs> african-american appreciation month um but i yeah i mean i just feel like you know living color you know was like yeah. such a phenom and it's like you know it's just i always get so angry when it's like yeah. everything has to be drake and this and that and it's like you know it's just so cool when you know black dudes play rock or punk or something that's yeah. hardcore with guitars bad and bad brains was one of the best yeah punk bands. Like, you know they really could play yeah <laughs> it's it it's a very few bands it's very few punk definitely punk and very few rock yeah. bands that where it's just you know it's usually you know something else or, or hip-hop or something or blues or something but it's, yeah. it's definitely great when it's punk um i thought this album was pretty good it was you know it's it's it felt a little anthony for sure um <laughs> <laughs> anthony doesn't disappoint uh he stays on brand and <laughs> <laughs> it's either a dead milkman vibe or if it's a, a speed metal vibe or but uh yeah it was, it was good i enjoyed it i didn't listen i only listened to it once i didn't i didn't get to it a couple of times but um it was good driving music but uh yeah i mean i i want to seek this band out a little more and how many albums do they have just one i think they have they have three or four okay so this one was recorded for i forget which record label this was they were recording for like a bigger label these recordings and then the album that they re-released after this was like demos so it's like uh much more lo-fi and then there was then there was a third one that i think was kind of less punk rock it was more of their other kind of uh influences and then i think they also recorded something uh more recently which it was called like new something maybe it was called new or new is in the title but th- this is the best. I, I I did a little sampling of all the other ones. This one is the most punk rock, and it's the, it's it's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, punk is kind of it's it's a little vague because it's like I mean, the Kinks I think would be considered punk in some ways, and that was a little earlier. So mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I think maybe this was a little rawer sound, but I think the Kinks are probably I don't know that was like sixty something, sixty six or sixty seven. So, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, everybody can, you know, I, but I think the traditional kind of where punk ended up, I think this would basically be, I guess, the first, you know, of that sound. Yeah, yeah. I think people were talking mainly when they talk about this as being the first or one of the first. I think they're talking about like the Sex Pistols, the Ramones, yeah. the Clash, gotcha. Buzzcocks and all that, you know. I mean, yeah. there was the Sonics, there was uh, the Kinks, there was all that kind yeah. of stuff that was... A, a lot of people punky. sit on the kinks, but I think the they kinks were are great. so influential as well. When was this the first Stooges album? Was that before 75? Maybe. Adam, can you look that up for yep. us? Adam is our, our, our fact checker. Weren't the Stooges also from Detroit? Maybe. I don't know. I, I like think, think of the MC5. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Where were the Stooges from? I'm a big Stooges fan. I would have, <laughs> and I, I, you know... I'll talk about this album. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> I was going to say, um, 
you know, what, what surprised me, I had to text Anthony at one point to find out if this was actually the album that he wanted us to listen to. Because, it's a little hard to find, yeah. Well, not only that, it was like when I listened to it, and I loved the first two songs. I loved Keep On Rocking and Rock and Roll Victim, okay? Loved them. Okay, I thought it was really good. I was like, holy shit, I actually like something Anthony picked that I never heard of. With a yeah. dumb name, <laughs> rare. By the way. It's rare, it happens. Yeah, I hate the name Death for a Band, but anyhow. Um, I didn't, I didn't, they didn't sound black at all. I didn't, I didn't, you know, but the more I listened to it, the more I picked up a Jimi Hendrix, you know, um, and then I looked as, yeah, sure. It's in the seventies. This album came out. I didn't know that. I never heard of them. Um, so it reminded me of like, more like Hendrix, uh, Thin Lizzy. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Then, then like hard punk, like the first couple of songs were more punky, but then you start to listen to like, I, I like another song I like was freaking out was I oh, thought yeah. really, really good song. And the thing is, if you didn't like these songs, they're not long and there's only seven songs on the album. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, surprisingly, I liked it. I Maybe the reason why they never hit, I, I mean, I don't know. It's a terrible name for a band. I, it, it's, uh-huh. it's, it's worse It's worse than the name of the band that you're in right now. Okay? Um, <laughs> die, die laughing. Yeah, die laughing. So I think Any- COVID-18 would be a better name. Than a band. <laughs> right. Anything with death. You don't like death in a, in a I don't like name. death in the, in the name of my don't band. Don't even shut up, Anthony. It's okay. like you're in a band. All right? Yeah. That's all that matters. You're, you're, you're a working this, musician. Who cares? Yeah, but this wasn't a, but this was, this was good. This was really good. Yeah. I'd like to find out more about them. It was interesting. We should, we should uh, all. I haven't watched the documentary yet, but we should. Uh, we should all watch it and talk about it on the show. Wait, I didn't even know they had. That. Why? Yeah. I know no. nothing about that. That was guys. part of the rediscovery yeah. after yeah. the stuff came out. They, the documentary yeah. came out, and that's why everybody was talking yeah. about. I don't think we'll do the documentary, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. Why did you pick out of all the uh, black artists? Why did you pick them? Like, like, like how? What turned you on to? I, I again. In in my whole time in music, I I doesn't even ring a bell. Why that? <laughs> I uh, well, I wanted to I wanted to pick something that I was pretty sure none of you guys were gonna pick, and I wanted to pick something that doesn't get talked about a lot. If when we're doing something like this, like let's celebrate uh, some some no, black I like artists, that, yeah. I wanted to talk about it. Uh, uh, you know, and the fact that people, even that it's part of the discussion that maybe they were doing punk before there was punk. I just thought it was it's such a such an interesting story. I mean it's it's cool but it's also it's like kind of a bummer like they didn't really get to uh enjoy being part of you know the punk explosion uh the way a lot of other bands did. But it's like it's you know the, the story and and the fact that uh, not everybody knows who they are. Were they yeah. part of the ever part of the New York scene Did they play like Max's? They play like Bond, know. you know, they play Andy's places. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how how much they they toured. Yeah, and this didn't even come out originally. Yeah, that's why you're on the show, Anthony. If if you weren't on the show, it would just be John Cougar Mellencamp, (laughs) and and we'd have more listeners. We'd be grabbing a That's right. We'd be listening to something good. Bruce Springsteen. Mm -hmm. It'd be the same. Okay. No, but this is good. It's uh, but you know to get to the Ramones, like I, you know, you got to get to this. You got to go. I love the building of music, and I think that's that's what's great. It's like I want to. I don't want to talk about just bands we all know. I think that's great. I think it's interesting because it's like you know you skip. Exploration of music is is I think it's important. It's important to hear stuff you've never heard before, even if you don't like it. That's fine. 
I think it's great. You know, like I like it when I go to a comedy club and I don't know any of the comics, you know, it's like, especially in LA, that happens a lot. And I'll just, I won't know. And then there'll be somebody really funny and I'll be like, Oh my God, I'd never heard. I wouldn't think, you know, and then it's like, you know, you get hooked onto something new as well as, you know, instead of just hearing the same people, you know, all the time or the same bands or the same comics. I don't know. That's what we do on this show. And we uh, talk about bands that nobody's talking about. We're the only podcast in the history of the world that uh, <laughs> discuss death <laughs> ever on a uh, Wednesday. <laughs> death and bottles and James. <laughs> on a streaming show on Twitch. And Spud McKenzie. <laughs> yeah, and, and Spud McKenzie. And, and Alex gonna... Strohs that you guys are going to have to Google. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, Adam, boy. what did you think about this band? Well, Seems like it's uh, up your alley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, first off, uh, with the Stooges, they were from uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and oh, uh, close. their first okay. album was in '69. Uh, the Stooges. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Well, that, that, there's your debate there a little bit. I That's think the Stooges kind of... are definitely punk. So yeah, yeah. And uh, yes, yeah, so with Death, I'd heard about the documentary. Um, I, I always thought it was a fascinating story, and I I didn't even listen to the album really until until this week, and um, I thought it was great. It was uh, great driving music. The punk, uh, so some of the punk songs kind of reminded me of um, uh, Gang of Four. Hmm. Okay. I wouldn't but, have thought um, of that. Yeah, Very I cool. mean, yeah, really, this is uh, definitely a band up my alley, especially with the uh, garage punk kind of sound. Yeah, we'll all watch the documentary and then we'll just, we'll, we don't need to do it on the show. We'll just have a text chain about it. Right. And, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jeff, you got a pretty popular dude. What's, uh, what's your I pick did. this week? I, yeah. did. I, I, I didn't know if Anthony had listened to this or I figured, and you had to, Dustin or, or Adam. Adam, you know, this may have uh, passed you by, but mm -hmm. I picked uh, Stevie Wonder's Songs in the Key of Life from 1976. Um, I think it's one of the most, you know, I think, first of all, I think Stevie Wonder is one of the biggest superstars in music songwriters we've ever had has ever lived. He's iconic, influenced guys like Michael Jackson all the way to Kanye. Um, I thought it was interesting. That the original working title of the album was called uh, "Let's See Life uh, the Way It Is." Um, it's an album. Uh, this is a blend of funk and pop and jazz. And unlike some, you know, the albums that you two guys spoke about, I mean, this was a big album. This was an anticipated album. Um, he used, Stevie Wonder used a lot of uh, musicians on this one. There was over 130 musicians on him. Wow. A couple of the notables oh, that you may have heard of was uh, Herbie Hancock. Nice. Uh, he, he plays uh, keyboards on one of my favorite songs. You know, one of my favorite R&B songs called As. I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, George Benson plays guitar on this. Minnie Ripperton, you know, the mother of Maya Rudolph. Uh, she sings a uh, background on this album. Oh, wow. Um it's it's a great it's a it's a great album. Iconic songs, uh, songs like um, um, a sure song do. like I, I wish. Hmm. Um, I love the fills on it. Um, I love a song like um, uh, Sir Duke, which is you know everyone knows, and it's an ode to the old time you know jazz musicians, anyone who came before them. Um, but it's not just 
it's not just that the, the album did have some social commentary on it as well. You know, almost paying like a homage to uh, uh, Marvin Gaye, like in the spirit of Marvin Gaye, there's uh, some social commentary like uh, Village Ghetto Land uh, is, a, is kind of like a song about uh, the pain and poverty of uh, the pain of poverty and homelessness. Um, and then he'll switch gears and just celebrate birth and family on Isn't She Lovely, which, you know, if you just hear that song, like, how do you not fall in love with it? It's just such a beautiful, beautiful song. And, and his voice is just killer. It's amazing. Um, I think uh, it's a long album. It's it's a double album. It's 21 uh, songs. I think it, this could have been tightened. You know, you, you, didn't, you know, all 21 didn't necessarily have to make the cut. But like I said, it was an eagerly awaited album. Um, it's one of only three albums that have debuted at the time at number one. Um, and think about it. When it does come out, it, it you know, knocked out Peter Frampton's Frampton Comes Alive off of the uh-huh. number one uh, album of the time and then stays on the charts for the rest of the year. And then it gets knocked out by one of Anthony's favorite bands, uh, the Eagles doing oh. a hotel in California <laughs> oh, at the beginning of 1977. God. Another reason to hate them. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I find this to be kind of interesting. And I find this interesting with the Beatles, you know, cause I've, I've been listening to, um, to rubble soul a lot uh, recently and, and, um, and uh, what's the other one? I think it's it's companion album, uh, Revolver. Revolver. Okay, yeah. yeah, I think I think they're kind of like companion albums, you know. And when you hear a song like uh, um, "In My Life," and you just realize how young you know they were when they wrote that. When Stevie Wonder wrote this album, he's only twenty six years old. Wow. Okay, which to me is just freaking remarkable. And then when you look at it, how it stood the test of time and you hear guys like Elton John and Prince, you know, saying this was their favorite album of all time. I mean, I think that goes a long way. Um, I remember having this album and um, it came with like a, a, a song booklet. You know, like it had like all the lyrics with it, oh, which yeah. was uh, pretty cool for, you know, for for vinyl collectors. Um, but I, I just wanted to close by talking about like probably my favorite song on this uh, song called As. Um, maybe people know it because it was covered by George Michael and Mary J. Blige. Um, they covered this song, but it's very inspiring. And a lot of people, you know, the... the um, the, the, the lyric that everyone kind of remembers when he, you know, keeps going always, you know, like I love always. Right. But it's, it's not about what people think it is. People kind of get mixed up with unconditional love for a partner. What he's, what he's really talking about in this song is he at one time was felt a little jaded. He was having problems with the Motown label. At one time he was even considering leaving Motown and was going to just stop doing music. And he goes to Ghana. And when he goes to Ghana, he's just like very impressed with, you know, with the humanity and is inspired by how people treated people and help, you know, the poor people of Ghana over there. And when he's so he's talking about um, uh, unconditional love, he's talking about unconditional love of humanity as opposed to like a woman. So I thought that was so it's always been like if you hear the song and you know a little bit more of the meaning of it. It's kind of like a really inspiring song. So I, I just always was a huge, huge Stevie Wonder fan. And I think this this and maybe, um, uh, I don't know, the, there's a couple of them that I think are, are just two unbelievable albums. This, but this is probably my favorite one. 
Yeah, it was great. We got to wrap it up soon. But um, yeah, this I don't I'm not a huge fan of Stevie Wonder. Um, I feel he's a genius. Um, I feel he's very important for music. Um, I um, I feel Superstition is one of my favorite songs of great his. Song. But um, this album, it really I, I, you know, it kicked in a little bit after Confusion and Sir Duke and If It's Magic, it started and then, you know, I don't know, man. I felt like I couldn't get into the slow, slow songs on here. Um, I feel like when I think of Stevie, I kind of want him to funk out. And so the stuff that was a little more upbeat, I enjoyed a little more. But uh, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I, I know he's he's so important, but um, but it's not, you know, I don't listen to a lot of Stevie Wonder. And this album, I feel like it was it was really slow for me in the beginning. Like I, could, I really couldn't lose myself until Sir Duke, to be honest with you. Mm. I did like, uh, well, Confusion is the instrumental one, right? Is that? Yeah, yeah Confusion is yeah. a great song, too. Yeah, it's very instrumental and cool. And so but uh, very funky. Yeah. Yeah, it's funky. I think I want I want my Stevie funky. You know, I mean, isn't she lovely? It's not for me. It's like it's really? that's it's popular and it's catchy, but it's just not something I'm into. I'm not going to crank up. Isn't she lovely? You know what I mean? <laughs> but superstition, got, I, got, I, I will base that, that all the song. way down the street. Yeah. But uh, Anthony, how would you feel about this album? I uh, I I thought it was a masterpiece. Nice. I thought it was wow. uh, great. I I. I've always liked Stevie Wonder, but I always kind of listen to collections, you know, definitive yeah. collection, greatest hits or whatever. Um, and so, you know, I heard some of the songs on here before uh, and definitely the hits Sir Duke has always been one of my favorite. Um, but a lot of this I hadn't heard before and I just, I thought it was great. Um, and it's funny, like the, the instrumental jazz song, uh, I was listening to it. I was like, man, this kind of reminds me of Herbie Hancock. And then I looked to see if Herbie Hancock played on the album and he plays on a different song that doesn't sound anything like this. So I thought that was kind of... I thought <laughs> Very that was cool. Kind of, uh, <laughs> it's on ads. Yeah, yeah. But Very not cool. on the song that reminded me of, of what Herbie Hancock does. But it's great. I mean, it has a little of everything, every kind of music. Cool. Here. How about you, Adam? Uh, I was I was mixed on it. I um, Yeah. <clears throat> so... I, I I think it's more about the uh, the kind of weighted historical expectations on it. I mean, it, this is an album that ends up in a lot of top ten all time album lists, and um, so you know I kind of went into it with that in mind, and I think it was a bit of a letdown because that I think it was just it's since it's a double album, it's, there's a lot of bloated you know uh, bloated songs on there. But um, I, I thought it was interesting hearing uh, "Pastime Paradise" because I I didn't mm -hmm. know that that was the uh, basically, the the inspiration for Gangster's Paradise. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was so funny. I was like, oh wow, this is right. yeah. I mean, this is basically did like a Weird Al, and then Weird yeah. Al did a thing too. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> went all the way, and then Weird Al did Gangster and uh, Amish, Amish Paradise. Paris, yeah. <laughs> hilarious. So yeah, no, Stevie's great. Uh, we don't have a lot of time for mine, but uh, I I picked uh, Bob Marley and the Whalers, Rebel Music. This is a compilation album. But um, I feel like, you know, it's talk about an important person in music. Uh, Bob Marley is, you know, everything that uh, is punk rock, is rock and roll, is like he, you know, it was so great to hear, you know, the sounds of, of you know, reggae music. 
um, it was such an interesting way. I mean, Eric Clapton was very influenced by, you know, what Bob Marley was doing. Um, this is a really cool little thing. I'm going to read again. Sorry, guys. But the bright sounds often burn, but briefly. So it was with Robert Nesta Marley. Five years after his untimely death at the age of 36, Bob Marley's music lives on as an enduring testament to a spirit that this world never tamed or conquered, to a man who rose from the humblest of origins to become a champion for the downpressed everywhere. And, uh, you know, it's this is a cool album. It's, you know, it's got the, the inside, you know, stuff, which I love all the, you know, press clippings and whatnot. And, you know, it's like, you know, they got 36, you know, think about it, how much, you know, he could have get, given us, you know, after that and a compilation album. I probably should have picked something that was, you know, one of his, you know, album. Cause this is stuff from like Natty, Catch a Fire, Dread, you know, Live and Rasta Man and stuff. I could have picked one of those albums, Exodus. But uh, this is I own this album, so I like to pick from my collection as the heart of the show. But, you know, it's got uh, Get Up, Stand Up is one of my favorite songs. Um, I feel like it's, these are all freedom songs. And, and reggae is amazing because it puts you in such a groove and Bob Marley mastered it. But at the same time, it's saying so much. So it's like such deep lyrical stuff that's happening in such a, a melodic, melodic groove. And so and a lot of reggae does sound the same, you know, I but I feel like, you know, Bob Marley, you know, had a, a voice that, you know, Peter. Peter Tosh was a big influence to him and they were kind of like working together and stuff. And to me, Peter Tosh is the king. And, um, you know, Bob Marley is definitely, you know, the, the prince of, of, of reggae music. And uh, this is, yeah, this is a cool stuff. Um, did you guys listen to the album? What'd you think, uh, Adam? Yeah, I thought, it, um, you, you know, a lot of, especially with reggae, like you said before, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of it that sounds similar, uh, sounds the same, but it's still with, with Bob Marley. It's always fascinating though, even if, you know, some of it is, um, you know, the subject matter at least changes a bit. Uh, I really liked Rat Race, Rebel Music, uh, just, of course, Get Up, Stand Up. Uh, I thought this was a, uh, this was a pretty good album. Very cool. How about you, Jeff? Listen to it, too. Um, I guess I, I was expecting a lot out of it. Um, and so a little disappointed. Um, the, I, I, <laughs> The songs that you picked out, Adam, are the songs that I liked as well. Rat Race, I did like Get Up, Stand Up. I was, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought I would know more songs on it, and I didn't. Um, I was driving today, and uh, Rebel Music was on. And maybe catching it, like, you know, for a third time this week, it, you know, it started to click with me a little bit more. Um I like reggae. Reggae music for me, like like Anthony talked. I think about your first album. Um, you put it on in the background. I, I listen to Bob Marley. I, th I think about being in in vacation on in a mm -hmm. or something, and it it, it it fits fine in Staten Island. You know, it does. It, it's not really the setting for it. But I yeah. mean, how can I mean Bob Marley is like undeniable. You know, he's you know he's great. You know, I just think, you know, the songs I had heard previously stand out to me more. So this is maybe sure. a little deeper album. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's like Legends, Bob Marley. That That's has it. like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like so, every Legends, great yeah. Bob That's Marley it. song. This is, I mean, this is a compilation before that album came out. So this is kind of like the early days. That's of it. cool. You expose them to different, like, you know, yeah. but again, one of the cool things about doing and being on this show is I listened to three albums that if I wasn't forced to listen to it, I wouldn't have. And now I'm exposed to something else. So I, I think that's great. 
force is such a such a negative word. Do <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy this show at all? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, well, the thing is, if God to my forget, head. I don't get a chance to watch it, but I, I hear it for a week. And have the opportunity <laughs> to listen to, to albums I've never heard before. Well, okay. Yeah. Force is a strong word. Um, Anthony, what'd you think of old Bobby's album? I liked it. I, uh, you know, to, to me, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you know, we're talking about how reggae sounds the same. You could say that about punk rock. You could say that sure. about a lot mm -hmm. of pop music. You could say it about country. You could say that about sure. any kind of music. Um, but it has like a pretty consistent vibe all throughout it. I didn't realize that it was a compilation until uh, whichever the first live song. Yeah. I was like, oh, that I don't remember an audience on the yeah. other song. So maybe this is a, <laughs> yeah. a compilation. But it, it didn't compile all of the hits, which I thought yeah. was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, and that's what happens when an artist dies young. There's There ends up being so many compilation albums, you know, because yeah. people pull music from different things to make a new album come out. And, you know, it becomes a lot of that. I mean, Jimi Hendrix has all these different ones. And, you know, when these guys die yeah. young, it's like, you know, they still want to bring the music forward but as you know you're limited so you have to you know be creative and like you yeah, know live yeah. concerts you pick pool from different things but uh yeah i've seen i've seen a lot of live footage of bob marley and it's phenomenal i wish i wish that's that's a time machine concert i would love to see bob marley live when did but he did die 36 no oh, what year what year uh i don't know um uh, and uh adam mm -hmm. i don't know you got it yeah, uh, you could you could he, Google that if you wanted. He was but. only thirty six years old, huh? Yeah. I, I think he was older. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was young. Cancer, I think it was brain cancer, and uh, yeah, that was like a whole thing. They wanted to shave his dreads, and he didn't he didn't want him to shave his dreads, so he just died. I think in the hospital. That's the story wow. that I'm sticking to. But uh, but yeah, I I tried to start a uh, Anthony. I tried to start a reggae band um, right you? out of high school. I did. <laughs> me and, me like and my a... buddy, my buddy Sam. We tried it, and it was horrible. But <laughs> what, were you going to be the singer? What were you going to play? Eighty-one, yeah, eighty-one. Wow. Okay. Eighty-one. Yeah, we were both going to sing, and we both tried to sing, and we were we were into. Uh, I think it was like uh, Burning Spear was a, like a big uh, reggae guy, <laughs> and so we were kind of into Burning Spear and Peter Tosh and all. It was it was horrible. It made UB40 <laughs> look like you know the greatest band of all time. <laughs> Very oh, cool. Man. Well, thanks guys. This was great. Uh, you know, definitely listen to uh, you know African American music because it's what makes everything happen. There's a new Elvis movie coming out, and without uh, black music, there would be no Elvis Presley. So. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to Dustin's Vinyl. Uh, you guys rock. Uh, follow us on our YouTube page, and uh, we'll see you guys. Woo! Yay. Take care, guys. Great show. There you go. That's enough. <laughs> we ran way over. Right. <laughs> Bye, guys.